Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood REI, and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Adam Kaufman. Welcome, Adam. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, excited to have you on. Adam is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Arbor Crowd. They're an organization breaking down the barriers of entry into commercial into real estate investing. Again, Adam, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So I am born and raised in a real estate family. Um, My father uh, is the chairman and CEO of a publicly traded real estate investment trust. Um, All of my family members, for the most part, uh, work in real estate uh, in different areas. So some could argue real estate is in my blood. It was a very common conversational topic around the dinner table growing up um, and, you know, just really was uh, was a part of my life. Um, with that said, I, um, I started Arbor Crowd, a commercial real estate crowdfunding company in 2016. We launched our first deal in 2017 um, as part of the Arbor family of companies. Uh, you know, we have shared leadership uh, across the board. Arbor was an institutional name. Being a publicly traded REIT, it made sense that, uh, you know, we would, uh, we would leverage that to get this company going. And the, the reason for creating the company was pretty straightforward and simple. Um, through the passage of the Jobs Act, I recognized that there was a new class of investors that for the first time could have access to invest in commercial real estate opportunities, uh, leveraging technology uh, for the comfort of their home. And, and it was pretty clear and simple for us at that point. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So, so the Jobs Act goes through, or or perhaps this was something that you were thinking about pre- prior to that going through. How long did it take you to sort of figure out, for lack of a better term, just the moving parts of how to structure the actual thing? We took a pretty cautious approach in the beginning, and, and we still do in terms of our geo selection. But going back to structuring, you know, the Jobs Act passed 2012. You had the a lot of companies, and it was most favorable, I would say, uh, for real estate investing at that time. Um, but you had a lot of companies in this space come into existence in 2013 and 14. Um, I was very aware of what was happening at that point in time and following it pretty closely, um, recognizing that you know the retail investor, uh, a credit investor, non-accredited investor, uh, could really come in and invest. However. The Jobs Act was pretty simple in that it removed a uh, ban on general solicitation. Um, it did not give a uh, give a direct license as opposed to removing a restriction that was dated. Um, so I figured that there was going to be a lot of change, a lot of settling and formation in the industry, which is exactly what happened. Uh, in 2015, you had uh, the Reg A model come out into uh, into existence with a little more um, ability there for certain platforms. And as the industry molded and melded and settled, which is still just in its infant stages of doing, um, I was watching closely on the sidelines until about 2016 um, when I recognized that I thought it was the appropriate time to enter into the space. There was just enough traction, just enough time between the passage of the Jobs Act and what I was seeing happening in the market that it really only felt natural at that point in time. Nice. Well, I certainly commend you for your patience. Imagine that probably a lot of companies that tried to get in really, really quickly and 
we don't need to talk about them, but lots of opportunities to to certainly make mistakes or to do things wrong or to be victim to to the changes that that you saw coming. Definitely. I think the industry is still ripe for consolidation today, but we've seen a lot of consolidation, a lot of fallout um, over the past few years. And, you know, just last week I did a panel with a bunch of my uh, competitors and it was interesting to see who was on that panel uh, last week versus three years ago and how the industry has changed, who's held out, um, the reasons why. Um, and even throughout the COVID pandemic, um, it really tested tested the, the industry. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I can't even imagine. So, all right. So commercial real estate. Tell me about what it was like prior to Arbor Crowd if I wanted to invest in commercial real estate as an ordinary investor, or was it even possible? It was possible, but there were high barriers to entry depending on what way you were looking to diversify your portfolio. So um, prior to you know crowdfunding and Arbor Crowd, and I'll just, I'll just say we specifically focus on multifamily um, and workforce housing, which we think is the bread and butter of the industry. That's our expertise and experience prior to Arbor Crowd, um, and that, that's the part that's in my blood. Um, so it felt natural to focus on that asset cl- class and property type going into uh, creating this company. Um, but with that said, the only real way to access those types of investments are pretty traditional. Uh, one, you could go into the space and be an owner-operator. Obviously, that's a career move um, and, and, and a, big, uh, a big one at that. Two, you could know somebody who's an owner and operator that's a friend of yours that allows you into some deals. Also difficult, um, pretty, pretty, you know, would, would require a lot of personal connection. Three, you could enter or, or, or jump into some private equity. Um, you'd have to really know the private equity space, uh, get information, trust people, also have the high minimum investment requirements uh, to go in. But I'll caveat that with, obviously, there's not going to be individual deal selection. Um, you know, you're really buying into the principles of the fund. Um, number three, you could really rely on the equities markets and, and, and trade um, on publicly traded REITs. Um, but again, you're, you're relying on the equity markets. You're buying into a company and understanding um, not individual deal selection. And that's outside of, you know, uh, individual properties, of course. So different ways to enter, some really high barriers. But at the end of the day, it really was about being in the know. And that's what crowdfunding is taking away. It's allowing people who are not as in the know to have that access and be able to enter uh, deals, hopefully transparently, um, with good quality sponsors, hopefully as well. Awesome. Okay. So had to be in the know, and I appreciate you breaking all those down. And so now, now here we are today. Tell me about the experience. It's, it's an interesting one that's happening right now because you have varying players in the space with varying levels of expertise in the underlying product, and that's real estate. And I'll, I say this and I'll say it again and again because I, I think it's something that people really need to understand prior to making an investment is who are you partnering with? What is their experience in commercial real estate? Is their platform identifying as a technology company or are they identifying as a real estate company? And that's a really important nuance because at the end of the day, the success of any platform is dependent on their expertise in the product. And the underlying product is real estate. And to be able to present the best quality uh, deals on your platform, you need to understand that product. You need to understand who you're partnering with. If you're 
you know, presenting um, different sponsors' deals on your platforms. Um, it's important to really be able to assess those deals, assess those sponsorships to present great opportunities. From the investor standpoint, they need to be asking themselves those questions. And on top of that, they need to be asking themselves, am I getting the information I need to make this investment decision? Um, transparency is key, and different platforms have different uh, levels of transparency. Different models exist out there, and it's incredibly important to be able to feel comfortable with understanding your investment and who you're partnering with. Yeah, I think that that is sound advice right there, probably with whatever we're doing, but particularly when I imagine there's probably new opportunities to do this kind of thing coming online all the time. So making sure that you are, in fact, working with a real estate company and not just a tech company or a tech-enabled company that is now in the real estate space. And then the transparency piece. When we're talking about transparency, how how much I I need to understand the contract that I have. Well, just 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 walk me through that 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 transparency piece. What do I need? What do I need to to insist upon when it comes to transparency when I'm doing a deal like this? Great question. And at the end of the day, there are different platforms with different models. So transparency is dependent on the model. But if you're operating in a platform that has the ability for investors to choose uh, to buy into a fund structure, you really need to be doing your diligence on the company presenting you that opportunity um, and what their goals are uh, for that fund. So if you're getting drawn to that site through a Google advertisement and you get to a tear sheet that has pretty broad and limited information that takes up about a paragraph or a page, you need to really sit back, assess the company and what they're presenting. If they have a track record, dive into it or ask for it and try and get on the phone with someone at the company to ask more questions. Um, that model is a little tougher because there's a, there, the deals have not been identified, so there are broad strategies. That's why it's important to get a familiarity with the company itself. If, on the other hand, you're investing with a company like mine, where we identify the deals prior to it, uh, syndicating them out to crowd investors, so we've identified, and what's unique about us is we actually close on the transaction, taking on that risk with affiliate equity before we syndicate it out to the crowd, you need to be able to ask yourself, am I getting a basic understanding of the deal, the financials, and the market? We put together extensive materials, 30, 40 page um, presentations or, or, or slides on the deal. We're here to answer phone calls for anybody who has further questions. We do webinars, um, we, do, uh, we do videos, different types of materials to get people educated. I will say, to make an investment with us, you do not need to be an expert in commercial real estate at all. Um, some people go through all these materials with the, with the red pen and ask a tremendous amount of questions. Others do very little, but you need to make sure the, the information is there. Once you make the investment, that's when our relationship first begins with you. If you can go back and, and, and if you do have questions or want to track things and you can go back to that information on the onset of your investment, um, that's great. That's important. Um, to see how things are tracking, to make sure you have access to that. Um, those are the things that you really should be on the lookout for. Again, with the ba uh, backing of who the company is, what's their experience, and who the sponsor is. 
Well, that certainly makes sense. I think that we all need to take personal responsibility for being better consumers of our investments, whatever they may be, and understanding all the points that you just laid out, who it is that we're going to be doing business with, and and spend the time to actually read through everything. And when you have questions, to ask them and make sure that the people can actually answer your questions. So I appreciate that. You mentioned deal selection um, a handful of times a couple of minutes back. Tell me more about that. So, you know, there's a lot of companies out there who are trying to be many things to many people. Uh, As somebody who uh, has real estate in their blood, um, I recognize that it's a very difficult place to be in. Um, That's why we focus on multifamily. We love the resiliency of it. one, but also we have that great expertise in that area. Um, so in terms of asset classes and asset selection, on the asset class basis, you know, is the company, um, do they have experience? Are they presenting to you uh, retail, hotels, uh, commercial, and, and multi? Uh, and I break out multi there a little bit. Uh, what's their expertise? How, how are they diving into each of those asset classes? Um, you need to ask yourself that. In the, in, over the COVID pandemic, um, multi, and, uh, and, and, and industrial have performed the best. Uh, that's been something to note, and a lot of investors are flocking there today. In terms of actual asset selection within that, um, picking good deals, um, picking the right deals, it's a very competitive environment. There's a lot of capital on the sidelines, and that's where we're uniquely positioned through our relationship with the Arbor family of companies to access top quality deals and top quality sponsors um, based on our presence in the market and relationships in the market that have dated back for 20 or 30 years, 20 to 30 years now. Um, that's unique. It's something that, you know, I was at a conference last week and everybody was talking about how everything's happening off market. We have a great off market presence. Um, we're able to get deals done and operate uh, based on a relationship behind the scenes to get quality in this competitive environment. Nice. So, I go to the website, Arbor Crowd. Um, you can give me the actual website. And I say, okay, I, I'm interested in, in, in starting to invest. How, how, how does that process work? Minimums, maximums, all that kind of stuff. So you go to arborcrowd.com and you create an account. That's first and foremost. From there, you subscribe to uh, our, our emails and alerts for new deals that are coming up. You'll be taken to the deal page. Um, we're very selective in the deals that we present, so there may not be a deal on the very day you sign up. However, that's why it's important to register because when you do, um, you will get notified when we have a transaction that goes up and they typically get sold out very quickly. So you create that account, you get alerted at, uh, of a new deal, you have the information on that deal, and you can go through the investment process. The investment process is, is, are, are just a few steps. Depending on the information that you have readily available, you can do the entire investment process in 20 minutes, um, or it can take you a day or two if you don't have your information at hand. Um, but basically, we target accredited investors, uh, people who make $200,000 or more a year, 300 with their spouse, um, and you are able to make the investment with us. And it's also about time. If you have questions, if you have things that you want to ask, um, you know, that can, you know, go into the process. We're here to answer your questions. Um, it's very important. And like I said, we really believe that once you make your investment, that is when your relationship has just started. And we pride ourselves on being asset managers because we manage transactions for you. 
Um, we can go when deals, we, we talk to the sponsors regularly, we get financials from the sponsors regularly, we go to the properties while we're asset managing them. Um, all very important things. And for example, just, just last year, one of our business plans took a turn in the transaction. Um, the sponsor felt that it should go in a different direction from what we initially presented investors. We were able to go to the negotiating table and negotiate a favorable exit for our investors given the change in the business plan. That's an asset management flex. That is not something that all platforms do. It's something we pride ourselves on doing with the background and expertise in the commercial real estate space. So we're partners. It's a pretty simple process, I would say, um, but but we feel very strong in our ability to manage. Nice. And what is uh, what is the time horizon? When 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 we usually when... look. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we usually we usually look for projects that have about a three to five year um, um, hold period. Uh, I think obviously it differs. Uh, based on the type of deal. So if it's a value-add deal versus a construction deal, a deal in a core market that's more cash-flowing, um, you know, a deal in a uh, that needs a bigger list in a different market, um, it really depends. Uh, our minimum investment has been 25000 It's gone up to thirty-five or even uh, fifty, depending on the deal um, and, and, and what the size of the raise is. Um, so it varies, and, you know, it's, it's all about finding the right deal as an investor that fits your portfolio. And what is, for lack of a better term, the expectation of of returns over that three to five year period? How does the actual how, how does what what can somebody expect or potentially anticipate? We look for mid teen IRR returns net. Um, so and and the multiple is probably one point eight to two point two. Over that period of time, uh, we think that that is uh, incredibly, those are incredibly um, good projections to be in. Um, and that's why, you know, deal quality and finding those deals that meet those those uh, projections are is, is tough to come by, but something we, uh, we are committed to and that we do. Nice. And at the end of the hold period, does my investment automatically get paid out or can I have the option to roll it into a different deal? So if there's another deal on the uh, at the end of the whole period, again, it's real estate, so things can change. Those are projected whole periods. Um, sometimes the deal gets sold earlier, sometimes later. Um, it depends on, on the environment and, and, and where we're at in the market as well. Um, so those are projections. Don't hold us exactly to it, but rough. And, 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 and we like to be pretty, uh, pretty within the ball there. Um, at the end, if you would like to make a new investment in commercial real estate, um, that's great. Uh, we certainly encourage that if there's the opportunity at that time. But again, it's knowing your portfolio, knowing what your financial um, obligations are and where you're looking to be um, if you want to decide to do that. Great. Well, Adam, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Understand your portfolio and diversify with commercial real estate. It is a great thing to have. Typically acts as a hedge against inflation. Um, where we are in the environment today, there's a lot of inflationary uh, concerns, um, and I and I couldn't encourage it more strongly. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come up, Adam. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and how can they engage with ArborCrowd? Thank you for having me. You can go to ArborCrowd.com, create an account, and become a part of our community. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Adam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to arborcrowd.com. It's A-R-B-O-R, 
crowd.com. Create the account and subscribe to the deals and get started. Thanks again, Adam. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.